to hear so we don't get fined. My name is David. My name is David. Oh, my name is Thomas. And we welcome you back to another episode. Uh, apologies for the late start this week. It's been a very busy week. Also, it's very eventful. We are unsure as to what is going to be happening next week. Uh, I will be away for the week. I'm leaving Sunday uh, and getting back the following Saturday. So um, you're going to have something. Yep. Not sure how many of somethings. Or what that something looks or like. Or what that something's going to be. Yep. But, but we're going to put something out uh, so you'll still get at least one or two. Uh, unlikely to get all three, but. Certainly not going to get all three. At least. Unless at least we just pump out the next, any bit of free time we have At bare minimum, you will be getting one. I don't even think if we did everything, like, all the free time we had we recorded, I don't think we'd be able to get three out. Yeah, that would be, like, five episodes in the next, like, two, three days. Yeah. That's a, Anyway. That's a lot. Point is, uh, we apologize for being late with this pod. You are going to get three this week. We'll put one today, one tomorrow. Maybe I'll, like, sprinkle some fairy dust and get, like, a surprise co-host or like a co-host, something. Put, yeah. out a, put out a pod that I'm not on. I mean, make it a good pod. I mean, other pods, you know, have done that. Get someone to tag. Yeah, in. no, absolutely, absolutely. So I don't know how sport related it's. It be. it might not be extremely. <laughs> it might not be sport related at all. Because all of our sports friends don't live near us. But but um, uh, something is better than nothing. Yeah. Nonetheless, you'll get something. Don't know what it's going to look like. Don't know what it's going to be. But, um, yeah. Sorry, we've said it before. We'll say it again. We both have. Uh, jobs outside of this we have lives we have friends we have uh commitments stuff like that so um yeah Yeah. it's a bit it's a lot we're working through it this is the personally for me in my job uh july and december are probably my busiest months of the year uh i take that back let's move december to three july and may Mm. april easter time april I don't know. April. You're the churchy one. April. Um, so anyway, we are we are in the month of July. It's busy. Apologies. You'll get three this week. You'll get whatever you'll get next week, and you'll like it. Dang straight. That's what my mom used to say when I complained about dinner. You'll get what you'll get, and you'll like it. All right. Well, shall we start? For the record, I'm kidding. I want you. I want to put out what you guys want. Okay. Are Are you ready for the game? Am I ready for what? The the game. What game? The game that we play. We play games? Yeah, sometimes. Life's like, not a game, Thomas. Your it's face a grind. Your face isn't a game. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's a work of art. Art. You know that like sound I, on I, TikTok? I, yeah, yeah. 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 No. Okay. My face looks a lot better than it used to. If I knew for those who don't know, I used to have a mole right next to my eye. For 20 years, what? 25 years, and then I eventually got it removed. And if I had known how good, how much better my face would have looked, I'm not going to say good, but how much better my face would have looked if I had gotten that removed, I would have begged my mom when I was like seven to get it off. No, fair enough. Fair how many enough. more girlfriends I would have had? Of the 30 billion that you have had? Yeah, maybe it would have lasted longer than a month. I mean, a month is better than no month. That's fair. All right. So, game. Stop trying to tangentize this one, too. What game? 
the game that we play. Guess the sports city. I give you hints. You try to guess what sports city it is. Barcelona. No. What? Oh. Are you, okay. Anyways. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tired right now, so I'm in a silly mood. Game. This. So, U.S. sports city. Slash possibly Canada. This. Hint number one. Okay. This city was the first city to develop the 911 emergency phone number. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, interesting. Okay, so I assume it's U.S., right? Because 911 I mean, is, is unique to U.S. Is it? Uh, yeah. Are you sure? I'm next to positive. I'm pretty sure that's not true. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, like, England has a different one, but I'm pretty sure, like... The majority of North America and some European countries use 911. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. That's something I want to look into. Because I'm not sure. I, yeah. I, I was pretty sure it was different everywhere. But that's interesting. Anyway, I'm going to assume U.S. Uh, uh, I'll assume it's a pretty metropolis area. Because... I mean, I would presume yeah. that any of these would be pretty metropolis, but Definitely. I've never seen a picture. Raleigh, North Carolina is not New York. Right, but like, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But like, that doesn't mean it's not metropolis. Well, okay, what I mean is like, the scale I'm talking about is like Nashville and up. Okay, okay. So cities like like Raleigh, I'm automatically eliminated. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. That's what I mean when I say metropolis. Big city. I got you. Oh, uh, let me go with Boston, Massachusetts. No, but that's okay. a good guess. All right. All right, hint number two. Uh, this one is special for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, for those of you who don't is know, is this the Pokemon hint? David is a huge Pokemon nerd. I wouldn't say huge. You're you're a walking Pokedex bud. I'm a huge Pokemon nerd. I love Pokemon. Uh, so uh, I I saw an opportunity. Yes. Uh, and this is like a game within a game. But the game that's within the game doesn't help really the main game. Okay. This is more for you. Okay. okay. Uh, this city gets its name from two indigenous words from the Cree group. Uh, and what? That Cree? Cree? Yep. C-R-E-E. Okay. Uh, and what these two words translate to is... The same name as a very popular Pokemon move. Okay. So I'm gonna see if I if you can guess the the move or the indigenous name of the city. Okay. okay? So I have some information here. Okay. Okay. Uh, the move is a signature move okay. that is water okay. and has ten pp. Ten pp. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I have more info, but I'm not gonna give it to you. I'm confused. Why? This isn't part of the game. Just give me all the information. Because if I give you all the information, you'll be like, oh, yeah, it's this one. 10pp. It's a signature move. It's water. Mm-hmm. Is it liquidation? No. Okay. That's a special. It's a special move. Yep. Liquidation is also a special move, but that's okay. It's not liquidation. Uh... I'll give you one more guess, and then I'll give you either the power or the accuracy. I okay. It's not hydro pump. Hydro pump is five pp. It's not hydro cannon. Hydro cannon is five pp. Um, do you know what generation? I is? do, but I can't tell you that. Okay. All right. Uh, is it 
Razor shell? No. Okay. So do you want the power or the accuracy? Give me the power. 90. 90. Is it crab hammer? No. What? 90 power. 10 PP. Mm-hmm. It's a signature move. It's special. Mm-hmm. Crab hammer's physical. I'm an idiot. Uh, it's not liquidation. It's not razor shell. I think it's 70 power and also physical. So again, I'm an idiot. Uh, let's see. I don't think Blastoise had a signature move. I don't think Alligator had a signature move. Uh, mm, muddy Water? Muddy Water. Okay. That is what the name of the city translates to and the Cree words that they use to name the city. Muddy Can you tell water. me whose signature move it is? Swampert. All right. I, I looked up this information oh, yeah. for Duh. you. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, I, I know I know the info. And the accuracy is 85. It is 85. All right. Any guesses? I just told you, Muddy Water. I'm talking about oh, for the oh, city. Oh, the sports city. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't help me. That's not even remotely a hint. I, I mean, it's a it's cool. It is cool, but it's not even remotely I gave, a I gave hint you, I to gave what you the sports city is. I gave you a little bit of a hint with the Cree indigenous population. Uh, I assume it's not a city we've already done. That is correct. So it wouldn't be Phoenix. Nope. Even though Phoenix is not the capital of Arizona. I refuse to believe Google. Okay. What about Bing? Huh? What about Bing? Is Bing a trustworthy search engine? God, no. Bing? I'm saying you don't trust Google. I do trust Google. I'm kidding. I'm mad at my history teachers. Uh, Flagstaff. It's Flagstaff, um, Arizona. Why do you say it like that? I don't have... People... Like, pe- when people mimic me, they mimic me with, a, like, a southern accent. I don't have a southern accent. Except when I say the word old. You just had a... Su- I don't have a southern accent. That is not... I that said, is I exactly... I don't have a southern accent. That is... That, you said it very southern the first time. No, I didn't. You did. I don't have a southern accent. Uh... Anyway, uh, let me guess. Is it a requirement? This is a clerical, a clarifying question for the game. Mm-hmm. Are all of these cities, do they house at least one professional sports team? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Because I was going to guess... What are you uh, Googling over there? Nothing. I was putting Do Not Disturb on because your phone just rang and I forgot. Uh, believe it or not, I actually had Do Not Disturb on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. still rings with Do Not Disturb, so I don't know why. It just reminded me I needed to put yeah. Do Not Disturb on. Okay. Anyway, um, I was going to guess a city that's not a sports city, but is had, it's in a state that has a lot of like Indian reservations. So okay. That's why I was going to go there. That's why I asked the clarifying question. Um, let me go with, I mean, for the record, that game is called Guess the Sports City. Yeah. No, it, it is a sports city. It doesn't have any professional sports teams. Sorry. What, wait, what city are you thinking of? I was thinking of uh, Bismarck, North Dakota. Oh. Okay. 
just because I know North Dakota has a lot of Indian reservations. I mean, they like North, like Bismarck. I'm pretty sure has a pretty good college hockey program up yeah. there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also have uh, college football D two, but that's that's uh, North Dakota State. Yeah, 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 yep. Um, yep, yep. Okay, let me guess. Columbus, Ohio. Ooh, no. Columbus is not that interesting. Yeah. No, I know. I just, I really didn't have a guess. I got you. I got you. This is a hard one. This yeah. Is, this is a hard one. I, I, uh. Is that Pokemon hint, as fun as it was, we should make that a segment. You give me random Pokemon facts and I have to try to guess the move or the Pokemon, that'd be a fun segment. On the sport podcast, <laughs> let's talk about Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon's kind of a sport. Is it? Yeah. Is it? There's the World Pokemon Championships every year. Uh-huh. Playing Pokemon is a sport. And also, Pokemon battling itself is a sport. These mythological creatures fighting each other it would definitely be a sport. If Pokemon were real. It would be a sport. Like in Galar. Yeah. In the Galar region, they have a whole, like, it's a gym challenge, and there's people that go out to these stadiums to watch it. That's a sport. In the Pokemon world, it's a sport. Okay, okay. okay. Maybe maybe we can talk about, like, on an anyway. episode, like, sports that don't exist that we wish did. That'd be cool. Like pro bending? Like fictional sports pro yeah. bending, dude. Do you know how quickly I would buy tickets to a bro or a pro bending? Oh, so fast. Competition? So fast. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Next hint. Next hint. Hint number three. In 1897, William Samuel Stevenson was born in the city, and he would later become a key figure in the espionage world as his business dealings put him in a prime position to feed allies information in regards to the Nazis. The reason why this name lives on, though, is because he became the key inspiration for the creation of the character James Bond. James Bond is a British spy. I mean, the character is, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Give me Washington, D.C. No, but that's a good guess. Right. That is a good, good guess. I, dude, I was I was floored when I found out that uh, the inspiration for James Bond was not English. Yeah, like that make a lot of sense. It doesn't. Me. But I mean, also, like, if I was English... And I realized how much my country sucked. And then I saw this, like, super badass over here doing stuff. And I wanted to create a character. I'd probably make him English, too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Unnecessary dig in England? I spot the lie. England is a great country. That's it's fine. Until you compare it to other places. What do you have an issue with in England? Oh, nothing. I don't have any issues with England. I'm just calling it how it is. Is England in my, like, top three places I would live outside of the U.S.? No, but it's probably in my top five. I mean, it's in my top five. Well, wait, hold on. Outside of the U.S.? Yeah. Mm. I don't know that it's in my top five. It's in my top five. What are, where are the other ones? Uh, I mean, Canada's number one. I like the cold. Okay. It's basically, like, diet America. I get it. I would love to visit Australia, but I don't think I could live in Australia. Too much snakes I'm and spiders. I'm yeah. snakes. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't, couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, although, like, Sydney, you know, like, yeah. in the city. Yeah. You know? But anyway, not Australia. Uh, it's probably down, like, 8, 9, or 10. Um, Finland. 
Yeah, that's on my top. Freaking up yeah. there. It's not. It's not one, but it's up there. Yeah. Uh, so Finland's Sweden's probably two for me. Uh, I would probably put Ireland in there. Ireland is just gorgeous. You know how badly I want to go to Ireland. Diet England. No. I just I I specifically said that because I know somebody just got triggered. <laughs> And that is the only reason I said it, is because one person listening to this just got unreasonably upset for a brief amount of time. And then probably outside of that, I would go uh, Spain. Okay, okay. I've heard great things about Spain. Uh, I like... I'd probably put England over Spain, though. Really? So I would probably put Spain at five and England at four. Uh, I'd probably go... I mean, Canada's up there, obviously, because I'm a big hockey guy. Um... Sweden, Finland, Norway, Belgium, just Europe. Blanket statement. All of Europe? Except for England. You want to live in Greece? I'd live in... in Ukraine? Man, okay. Any... You want to live in Lithuania? Okay, why do you got to be so aggressive? You want to live in the Czechoslovakia? I'd, 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 I'd live in... The, in Czechoslovakia for a Before year. Before you would live in England? Yeah. Why? So I could walk around saying, hey, check yourself. Wales? Before England? Wales is England. Portugal? Before England? Absolutely. What? Have you not seen what women from Portugal look like? I mean, valid? English women look a little methy. Do not insult Emma Watson like that. No, there's exceptions to the rule, David, but they all look a little baseline methy. I'm going to tell Emily Blunt you said that. You know what? If you ever get to, please do. And then John Krasinski will beat your butt. Maybe. He couldn't even beat Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange, so I'm not scared. Well, he was a stretchy man, and she could alter the fabric of reality. So. Sounds like sounds like yeah. an excuse to me. All sounds right. like an excuse to me. All right. Are you ready for your next tent? I'm waiting on you. This city is home to a two-week festival each year that celebrates and immerses people in all the cumulative cultures that have come together in this city. That is called Folk Orama. It is a basically two-week non-stop party with food, shows, clothing it is sounds dope it's like it's basically like a burning man but not like music focused and calling it what it is drug focused and more culture focused like it's it sounded really awesome give me new orleans no that is incorrect have we already done new orleans i feel like we have but i also feel like we haven't I think we might have done that on a different, like, because, like, this game kind of birthed out of a different one, you know? And I think we did the old one. I just, like, of all the, like, the first city that came into mind, came to mind when you were, like, a festival that celebrates all different cultures and it's just a nonstop party for two weeks based on food. Immediately. Right. New Orleans was the first thing that came to mind. All right. So, you get one sport hint. Yep. And And then then, the amount of teams. Okay, so this is your sport hint. And this this has got some layers to it. So. Okay. Uh, open up your brain, if you will. This city has three Stanley Cups to its name in its history. And before the founding of the national team, this city sent three different local clubs to represent the country in various tournaments, and all three won gold. 
It has three Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. And it has sent three different clubs. Yep. Before the founding of a national team, this city's club represented... Oh, 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 the city's team. Their yes. hockey team. Yes. Okay. Uh, interesting. And it was three different three teams. Three Stanley Cups. Like three different clubs. What? So, like, okay. for So, a, like, let's just say hypothetically it's Pittsburgh. Right. They sent three different iterations of the Pittsburgh Penguins? No. Or, like, One Pittsburgh had the, three different hockey teams. Like, Pittsburgh had three different hockey teams. Came, left, came, left, yes. came, left. Yes. So this team has three Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. Or this city has three Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. And has lost at least two hockey teams and then gained uh, a third? Three... The, the important thing, the, a little, like, I didn't put this in the, lint, in the hint, but added context. None of those three teams were NHL teams. Yeah, that's pretty important. Well, I mean, no city has had three NHL teams. That's why I was, that's why I was reading. Yeah. Uh, so, that, this, like, three separate, like, teams. But this city obviously has a hockey team if they have three Stanley Cups. Yes. I'm going to go with the second city I thought of when you talked about the uh, party. Okay. Philadelphia. No. That is incorrect. Your final hint. This city has one team. And it's a hockey team? Yeah. Alright. I gotta do some thinking real quick. Okay. Alright. I've already guessed D.C., so we can eliminate that. It's certainly not Boston. It's certainly not New York. It's not uh, Toronto. It's not... I feel like Toronto would have, like, 500 hints. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not any any California team. Uh, certainly not Seattle. Couldn't be Detroit. Couldn't be Florida. I'm just going to do this in case you say it, and I don't want to give it away with my face. Okay. Thomas looks like he farted, and he's putting his shirt over his nose so he can't smell it. You can see my eyes. Uh, But that is all you can see. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I bamboozled you this time, son. Um, I'm really thinking Canadian here, but I don't know which Canadian team to pick. Have I done a Canadian team yet? I don't think so. Or like a Canadian city? I don't think so. In like any of our games? I don't know. You would have thought I would have done that sooner. Yeah. Um, man, this is hard. Uh, 
Give me the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton, Canada. That is incorrect. The city I was looking for is Winnipeg, Manitoba. It was freaking Canadian. I knew it was freaking Canadian. Well, Winnipeg has three Stanley Cups? Uh, not with the Jets. The Winnipeg Victorias won three Stanley Cups in the end of the 1800s and first couple decades of the 1900s. I didn't even know the Stanley Cup was that old. Oh, dude, the Stanley Cup predates the NHL. Well, obviously. Yeah. Huh. Freaking Winnipeg. I knew it was Canadian! <laughs> I eliminated Winnipeg because I was like, they don't have three Stanley Cups. I was literally, like, going through, like, a Rolodex of cities in my brain for, like, prep, and I landed on, or, like, Winnipeg came up, and I was like, I don't think I've done a Canadian team yet. Or a Canadian city. Winnipeg. I was like, All there's right. no chance David sees this coming. We need more Pokemon content. I'm <laughs> obviously better at that. Uh, well, uh, if, uh, if, if you want more Pokemon content, then David is choosing you as I, his targeted demographic. Know, say, the, really, the, the, the question is, do the people want more Pokemon content? Let us know. Yes, please do. Because I know a lot about Pokemon... It could get very embarrassing for me, which could be entertaining for you. Maybe we could do, like, a starting 11 based off of... Like, you can only pick Pokemon. Starting 11? Yeah. I know who my striker's gonna be. Yeah? Cinderace. I'm so happy I did not have to clarify that I was referring to soccer. What else has a starting 11? Football. Oh, yeah. But they don't call it a starting 11. I mean, they could. But they don't. They could. But they don't. But they could. They have two starting 11s. But they don't call it the starting 11. But they could. But they... Oh. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, uh, it's annoying, isn't it? I don't do that to you. Why are you saying that? Like, I do it on a regular basis. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. They could. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Cinderace would be my striker. He's the only Pokemon that's literally designed after a soccer player. So. That's fair. That's fair. Well, He's also a bunny. There's He's a, fast. There's your teaser for if that ever comes. And his signature move, Pyro Ball, 90% accuracy. 90% of the time he kicks the ball, he's going to score. Give it to me. I think that just means 90. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, last episode, we tried to do a NHL free agency recap. The show went off the rails, as you are probably well aware of. It's Thomas's fault. My fault entirely. I am the worst. Uh, but glad we can agree. We I we got through one division, the Me- the Metro, or really the Atlantic. Quick. The Atlantic. Really quick. Okay. Very small tangent before we start. I promise it's going to be small. Oh boy. I have a question. Okay. I have have an you seen Pat McAfee's opening monologue from the ESPYS? No. I'm a Pat McAfee stan. Yeah. I love the man. Mm-hmm. I listen to his podcast literally every day. He's been getting a lot of hate. I have not missed a podcast of Pat McAfee's in probably two years. Not his best work. <laughs> I mean, you can't be perfect all the time. It wasn't the worst. I mean, it wasn't horrible by any stretch of the imagination. But there were definitely things that, like, he thought would land as funny that just didn't. What, like, the uh, G- Super Chief fan or whatever? Yeah, oh, I mean, people laughed at that. He had Travis Kelsey rolling a couple of times. The camera panned to him, and Travis Kelsey was losing his mind. But, like, it wasn't bad. It was not bad. But okay. as someone who has, like, watched 
Pat McAfee stand up as someone who listens to his show every day. I expected more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I would still give it like a solid seven out of ten, but I expected like a nine or a ten. I get you. you know? I get you. Um, I mean, yeah, he has been getting a lot of hate, which is so dumb. It How is. How are like, hey, this company laid people off, but they just hired you, so I'm gonna be mad at you. I think it's what? I think it's like the easy thing to point at, you know, like uh, I like we as a society tend to be very quick to brush off context. But like, no one got mad at. Patrick Mahomes for signing his deal when the next right. five guys got cut off the Chiefs. I think it's no mo- one blamed him for that. I think it's more. I think the mass cuts at ESPN has more to do with like one of our very first episodes on this podcast. We talk about the ramifications on COVID and sport, and I think this could be tied to it. I mean, think about it. Disney went like what a year and a half with its parks closed. They lost an an approximate five and a half billion dollars yeah, like Stephen a smith we get it what i said Stephen a smith we get it yeah yeah but no but like first of all that video you sent me was Stephen a smith saying everything you just said yeah uh was so dramatic it was Stephen a smith exposes espn yeah, yeah. the dark truth they they it's, lost it's, five billion dollars and they had to make cuts to people who were making a lot of money. Yeah. That's business. I, and like and they've been ESPN's been pretty I feel like they've been like Disney has been expanding or they've always been expansive, but like Stephen A. Smith said if they didn't lose five and a half billion dollars, these people would still be here. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. No, so like what I'm just what I'm That's not what exposing. I'm, what I'm getting. No, 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 at. I'm, I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm I am talking about how dramatic the video was i'm not right. like saying but, anything about you or whatever but everyone is wanting to jump down pat mcafee for doing what he does best and i i think honestly like i'm kind of excited about the future of sport because we're seeing uh almost like a es what would you say espn's biggest competition is any guesses i don't know that they really have competition i guess i would go fox sports I would wager that it's not Fox Sports. It's not CBS Sports. It's not NBC. NBC Sports doesn't exist anymore. Never mind. Uh, I'd say it's... Valley Sports? No. I'd say it's uh, groups like us, but like more established, like uh, Flimlow Raps or Five Points Vids or uh, Urinating Tree, like these third-party independent... uh, creators if you will who are making content flimlow raps gets like ninety thousand views an episode no flimlow raps gets like half a million views an episode even still half a million views for a youtube video posted three times a week but it's that's it's not just it's not not, it's it's not a one per it's not like espn is fearing flimlow flimlow raps it's the youtube community or the like podcasters uh these third-party individuals who have all the creative control on their con on their content they're able to paint outside of the lines that espn puts on their shows so flimlo reps post once a week and averages like 200 maybe two hundred thousand. The the point is i'm not referring to one specific creator as opposed to the community as a whole i mean maybe because, like, there's, I mean, there's other, like, Tom Grossi, uh, Todd, Mc, not Todd McShay. I was supposed to say, he works for he, ESPN. No, he just got cut. 
But you know who a... I bet NFL Network has a daggum stable too. Yeah, yeah. But I I think that with all these cuts, I think it might make more sense for some of these names who are cut because there's only so many positions available outside of ESPN, right? I think it's more likely that we see a couple of offshoots go their own way, start a podcast, start a YouTube platform, start something on their own because they have the name that was built and cemented at ESPN. It's still with them, you know? Or you know what I've seen people do? Like Mike Golick and Mike Golick Jr. both. Mike Golick got cut. Yeah. uh, But then Mike Golick Jr. quit ESPN. Right. And they both signed with FanDuel TV. Not FanDuel TV. DraftKings TV. And, um, but they're doing just like podcasting. Like they're not, like they right. don't have, their show's not on cable, it's whatever. They do a podcast that they post on Spotify and on YouTube. And like, that's what they do. I think that this move that ESPN did might have been like, they tried to put out a fire, a monetary fire, but instead I think they, you know, the expression like, you put out one fire, you set off another fire, a bigger fire next to it, and it, like, snuffs out the oxygen and both fires go out. You know that, like, saying? Not even a little bit. Oh, well, it's a... It was a saying. I don't know if it's a good saying or a bad saying, but it was... The idea is, like, if you have a fire that's getting out of control, if you put together and set off a bigger fire really close to it the bigger fire takes a priority on the oxygen and it sucks it all up putting the smaller fire out which is also still consuming oxygen so the bigger fire doesn't get enough to sustain so both fires go out i've never heard of that and that doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense but it's something i've heard but i think this is one of those situations where they set off a bigger fire to put off put out the other fire and both fires did not go out i think this could have really bad consequences for espn in terms of giving untraditional competition mark competitive markets you know what i'm trying to say like this isn't the first time though that they've done these massive cuts it's not but there were some like there's always names but like there were names yeah but the last time they did a lot of cuts there were names there were. I just... I don't know. I'm interested to see where it goes. I think I don't think it's going to be as cut and paste as I. They don't work for us anymore. I really no. don't think... You know why I don't think ESPN is going to have a problem? Because it's ESPN? Because you know what's on 70% of televisions when you walk into a Buffalo Wild Wings? ESPN. You know what's on 70% of televisions when you walk into a sports bar? ESPN. You know what's on 70% of televisions when you walk into a doctor's office? I mean, soap operas. But, like, uh, <laughs> the point is, uh, old people in their homes are watching cable TV. Right. They're not listening to podcasts. Right. People, like, a lot... I don't think ESPN's going to have a problem until B-Dubs closes down and all the old people die. I think right now they're fine. Oh, no, no. Like, I think they're fine. I think ESPN, though, is at the point where they're so cemented as the, like, leading television sport provider that their downfall won't be coming through television. I also think if they do things like hire people like Pat McAfee and continue to do, like, in that trend, because I think they see that. I think they see people like Barstool. I think they see people who are doing what you're describing 
which is why they reached out to and hired Pat McAfee. Like, I love Pat McAfee. I think he is great at what he does, but I don't think they hired Pat McAfee because he's great at what he does. I think they hired Pat McAfee because he hosted Aaron Rodgers and had 500,000 people watching at the exact same time. Concurrent viewers. I don't think they hired Pat McAfee because he's good. I think they hired Pat McAfee because he draws the views. And so I think they are reaching that mindset that you mm-hmm. are. And they're in response Adapting. to that. They're hiring people like Pat. They, I mean, they had part of my take for a while. They just cut part of my take, too. I don't know if you... Yeah, I saw uh, that. But, uh, but yeah. So I don't... I think you're right. And I think they're addressing it. And if they keep doing it... I'll be fine. I ultimately I think ESPN's going to be fine. I just think that this is a possible door that or window that's opening up into yeah. a situation for all of us to grab our popcorn and see what happens. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also, in my defense, I meant for this to be a small tangent. You made it bigger. It's your fault again. I, I, the tangent is what the tangent is. I can't help that talking about ESPN just got so far out of... It's your fault. It's it's both of our faults. It's not my fault. Okay, I was ready to jump in. I said Pat McAfee hosts the ESPYs. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was still good. At the rate we're going, we're going to... It's going to take us four episodes to get through Hockey Free Agency. Well, then go. Come on. Okay, I will. Calm down. Jeez, why you got to jump down my throat, man? So, we covered the Atlantic last time. Moving from east to west, that moves us to the metro. I'm not hitting every team, just the teams that have a lot of stuff going on, a lot of relevant moves, possibly the changing of the trajectory of this franchise. So we'll start with Columbus, possibly the biggest one in this division. They had a stellar offseason so far. The big moves they brought in, Mike Babcock is the official head coach of the team now, hasn't coached since he left Toronto. They brought in a defensive group of even Pro- Ivan Provorov and Damon Severson to partner with third overall pick Adam Fantilli. This team, like, I think this is, I think it's very possible that Columbus wins free agency where the offseason really two years in a row and still sucks. All right, sweet. Nick. What? You said you are in a hurry. I mean, I'm not going to, like make haste through this and sacrifice content. No, I agree with you. I like Daniel Severson and Ivan Provorov especially a lot. Oh, a, a pa- partnering them with Zach Werneski yeah. too? That top three is probably the to- best top three in the league, defensively speaking. Also, I think if Babcock... We've talked about Babcock in the past. Yeah. I think if Babcock can learn from his past mistakes yeah, and have some like growth... And his coaching capabilities, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to suck at all. I do I, think if they suck now, they'll be great next year. I think they need goalie. I think they need a clear answer at goalie because I don't even know who the starter is for them right now. They yeah. had Corpusalo, but they traded him at the deadline to L.A. And he signed with Ottawa, but we'll get there. I, Looking at this roster, he's got a lot of good pieces to I work with. What? Huh? What? I said, got a white boy in my roster. 
That he does. He's got a few. Uh, but he I, feed me pasta and lobster. I almost wonder if he's trying to take the Detroit Red Wings approach because he coached the Red Wings during their di- dynastic run. Uh, and he's got the defense. I think Provorov is a very, like, he's a Dollar Tree version of what Nicholas Lidstrom was for Detroit. But I think the pieces are there, and they have a lot of players who are unique. You know? That's a odd way of putting it, but yeah. Okay, well, like, okay, take, for example, their first-line center last year, Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner should never be a first-line center, but he's a solid player. He's a solid player. He's not a top six guy, like top, top six forward, but he's a solid player. You're, it's like Paul Gostad with the Preds. Like he's Ooh. he's a he's a solid player. He's not a showstopper. Best he's not even a star. In the when he was in the but like he wasn't even a star yeah. or elite or great, but he was a good you know what you're getting. He was the best face offer in the league and would make your soul leave your body when he yeah, yeah. No, but like Columbus's Columbus's quality for the most part is there, you know? So they're going to really need these more high ceiling players to step up and really mold this team, project it forward. And they got the they got the baseline. They got uh Patrick Line, Johnny Gaudreau, Adam Fantilli when he gets there. Uh, he's at Pittsburgh's development camp right now. And we talked about their top three on defense. Like, they have players, but the majority of the weight, it's gonna—it's not going to come down to other guys losing the games as much as it's going to come down to those six players winning them games. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So, moving down the list, we just talked about Pittsburgh. Let's just jump right in. Pittsburgh again. They have been busy. I don't know what direction this team is going. I was going to say, <laughs> you've been busy and zigzaggy. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the players that are gone. Jason Zucker, he's out of there. Brian Dumoulin, he's out of there. Uh, they lost Andreas Johansson, but he eventually re-signed late in the free agency. To partner with that, they brought back Tristan Jari. They signed Ryan Graves, who is a solid middle-line defender. So you're looking third, fourth option at D. Uh, they signed Alex Nedeljkovic former goalie for the Canes and the or not the Lions, the Red Wings. And they also brought in 12 other players on two-way contracts. So there's been a lot of movement in Pittsburgh. Uh, they're also one of the two finalists in the Eric Carlson race. I, I, I got to figure that Kyle Dubas, new GM for the Penguins, former GM for the Maple Leafs, is trying to take a swing while they still have Crosby. I really hope... Carlson does not go to Pittsburgh. I, that would be like. Not because I don't want him on Pittsburgh, but because I want him on Carolina. If he went to Pittsburgh, it just doesn't fit. Like, they're old, and you're getting older. Not that there's a problem with older players, but like, you gotta have. When your entire roster is. You have to have youth in the lineup somewhere. Yeah. You know? And I don't think Pittsburgh has it. I mean, they've been buyers. We thought they'd be selling at the deadline, but they came out of nowhere off the top rope with uh, these acquisitions. And it's like, what are you guys doing? Are you trying to win? Are you trying to lose? Like, I get, like, you have Crosby, Malkin, and Latang there, and as long as they're there, you want to do what, you want to do your part for them, you know? But I'm almost wondering if, like, you're the captain that's going to go down with the ship because you hit an iceberg that was completely avoidable. Yeah. 
and then 80 years later when you're still down at the bottom some looney tune is going to send a sub made out of cardboard down to check it out and it's it's not going to be a good time for anyone i, I saw this person with photoshop on tiktok yeah do a bunch of like photoshop and make like a third or a fourth driveway next to uh patrick squidward and spongebob's houses and made this nice little walkway and like whatever in the pad oh my and then Lord. brings in the sub that's it right there. Next oh, to the SpongeBob's house. Oh my lord, <laughs> sir. Oh, it was sir. Funny. Calm down, please. Anyway, uh, on the other or the other team to point out in the Metro is the New York Islanders managing to keep a lot of. They smacked down a couple of seven and eight year extensions. Like there was like six in total. Like, they were big spenders, but they were extensions, not free agency moves. They, yeah. were, they were cleaning up house for next year. Now, that's not going to be a concern next summer. They can focus on the rest of this summer, which personally, for me, I think I'd rather do, wait to do that toward this time of the year. Because, like, the, you have, let's call it what it is, free agency across all sports is basically over in the first three days. Yeah. Sure, there's still some pieces out there, and there's there's still crazy pieces available in the NHL, but, like, let's be honest, you know, the first three days are the most crucial. Everything slows down after that. That's the point where I'm working on extensions, personally. Yeah, if people haven't signed yet, it's because they want too much money, too much term, and are probably not going to be the best acquisition for your team. Yeah. And uh, we both just went for a drink. We both can't drink at the same time. Why not? It's an audio medium. <laughs> yeah, but then we'll have just this weird silence. You go. Uh, I think waiting is smart on one hand. Like for the Islanders, like this isn't by any means a bad place to be in because if you wait for the market to run its course, because like calling a horse a horse, the first three days of free agency, you're going to overspend. That's the whole thing about free agency is you're in a bidding war, so you have to overpay to get the guy you want. Yeah. Because there's four other teams thinking the same way you are. If you wait a little until, like, this time period, and after this I'm just going to run through the free agents that are still on the board, uh, the market kind of sorts itself out a little bit, and some of those players who might have been looking for longer-term, bigger contracts, the market dries up and they have to take what they can. Yeah. You know? So... Going through the list of still free agents now that we finished the Eastern Conference. So in for RFAs, it's a very vibrant RFA market, and I would be shocked if there wasn't at least one offer sheet done. And you will understand why I say that once I get through the list of names. So okay. you ready? Ilya Samsonov, goaltender. From Toronto. He was a backup last year, but he, he played really well when he was in. Troy Terry and Trevor Zegris are both RFAs from Anaheim. In addition to Barry? that, hot. Barry? Do what? Barry better pick up the telephone. Yeah, yeah. You got, I, I can't believe Zegris hasn't been offer sheeted I already. Would cut off my pinky toe to get Trevor Zegris on yeah. this team. Sell, sell the farm, bro. Yeah. Go get him. Go get them. That would be crazy. Uh, in addition to those two from Anaheim, though, Jamie Drysdale, also a restricted free agent. 
So it you is. You say that like I'm supposed to know who that is. Uh, he's basically. I don't. Trevor Zegras on defense. Ah. Like he's not 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 as high as a ceiling, but a much higher floor. Like he is fantastic, elite, or at least on the uh, on the runway to being elite. Uh, but Anaheim could be in a world of hurt if their GM decides to make three other GMs very angry. <laughs> Fair. Or even, like, I mean, shoot, Nashville has the cap. Nashville could theoretically sign all three of them, but the RFA stuff and compensation gets a little hairy. I'll, I'll dive into that after this RFA list. Uh, Jeremy Swayman. RFA. He's elected for arbitration with Boston, but those negotiations could fall through. It'll be interesting to see where the arbitrator sets the price point at, though, for yeah. Jeremy Swayman. Uh, Tanner Janot, restricted free agent out of Tampa. Something's holding up that extension, so he is technically a free agent right now. What if we pulled an Aroldis Chapman? The New York Yankees traded Aroldis Chapman to the Cubs in the middle of the season. Aroldis Chapman goes on, wins the World Series with the Cubs, and then in free agency we re-signed Aroldis Chapman. Well, what if Nashville pulls an Aroldis Chapman with Tanner Janot? If I'm being honest, trade him midseason, get a bunch of crap back, sign him back. Come on! I see Janot's price point. If this was last year at four and a half mil, I think given his performance this past season, because he kind of took a step back. Uh, or you could look at it as he took a step back, or what we saw the season before was just him having a really great season. Uh, but with all this factored in, where last year I think we would have been looking at four and a half mil. That's what Michael Bunting signed for, and he's not Michael Bunting. So I think four to three or three and a half to four mil is his. So then let's offer range. him four and a half, so that Tampa won't sign the 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 sheet. And we get him back. So, the that last, mean, the last name of, uh, the last notable name on the RFA market Let's right get now. Trevor Zegers and Tanner Chanot and go win a freaking Stanley Cup. The last name on the, the last notable name is Alexi Lafreniere. And let's sign Alexi Lafreniere. So I see a couple of very high promise, low cost players yeah, on this can list. Yeah, he what five. I, I mean, like, I'm thinking of players that I could sign for at least one year under four mil a year. I'm thinking Samsonov, Lafreniere, Swayman. I don't think you're going to get Lafreniere for under four. Lafreniere's been pretty bad. Or not bad, he's just not been number one overall pick. But he's like 14. I I, I think if you sign an offer I mean, offer he's, sheet, he's 21. If you sign an offer sheet for Lafreniere, or offer him for like 3.8, I think New York re-signs that. I don't know that they can, because think about all the name, like all yeah, the players. I mean, that's fair. Like they just re-signed Keandre Miller, who was an RFA on this list, but he's not anymore. They're paying him five and a half a year for two years. Like, there's only so much money with the cap. I mean, that's fair. But so I'm thinking, think about that price point I had, and that would be for a one-year deal. I think if you sign Lafreniere, it would have to be a term that's got like five to six banking on the development because that's something that NA, like NHL teams do they bank on development yeah. fairly, fairly often but here are the uh, here are the compensations for restric- restricted free agents and also a little note for you by the way about Tampa Bay Tampa is 3 mil over the cap right now 
So if Tanner Janot is signed to an offer sheet, they cannot match it as is. They have to make moves. So if they, so for example purposes, if Janot signed a four million year contract offer sheet, Tampa Bay would have to free up seven million dollars to match it. So here's how the restricted free agent compensation works. The way, in case you don't know, restricted free agency is generally with a younger player after their first contract. Uh, If they hit free agency as a restricted free agent and another team signs them to an offer sheet, their original team has a week or so to either match the contract or reject it and get compensation based off what the player is being paid per year. That was a lot of words in a short amount of time. So here is the breakdown. If they sign a deal for less than $1.4 million a year, there is no compensation required. If they sign for, and this is 1.4 and change, like it's very, it's a very specific number. Like it's like 1,457,185 dollars and 35 cents. Like it is a pointed number. I mean, when you think about it, every number is a specific number. No, I know, Just but like... $1.4 million flat is a very specific number. No, it is, but like this is like a very like... Like when we're talking about like millions of dollars, like the one digit number doesn't... Like why does that factor, you know? But it's still but, like 4, 1.4 is still... It could be 1.399. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. What's the one dollar matter? I mean, what does it matter? That's my point. That's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. We're saying the same thing. I'm just saying 1.4 is also very specific. I mean, yeah, but it's a, it's, it's not like you, you get what I'm saying. Anyway, continue. Uh, 1.4 to 2.1 a year is a third, a third round pick. Which I mean, shoot, that's. I would be signing players like that. Like like a third round pick is like, it's a pick, yeah, but it's not like an NFL third round yeah, pick, you yeah, know, yeah. like. Wait, I've talked about the it's NHL draft. Yeah, it's a shot in the dark. Uh, 2.1 2. to 4.2. So the range is getting a little bigger here. Uh, it's a second round pick. Now, after this, this is where it starts getting juicy. 4.2 to 6.4. You have to You have to forfeit a first and a third round pick. So that's around what the range would be looking at for... Geno is either a second to a first and a third in compensation. So a second would be more preferable, but we did get a first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh in Calfoot. So can I just say this? Yeah. Nashville's rebuilding right now. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The purpose of a rebuild mm-hmm. is you start young and you develop. Yeah. Right? We're seeing it with Detroit. They started young and it looks like they're going to be legitimately competitive. Right. Mm-hmm. Barry has the potential here <coughs> to skip the rebuild and well, be just as young and have super talented young guys to be there to help develop the young guys we already have and continually or continue to still be legitimately competitive in the Central Freaking Division. Yeah. Uh, and we have the well, cap to do it. Come on, Barry. Pick up the phone. I think it's one of those things where, like, after, like, where we're at on the breakdown, you can only really sign one of these guys for this money. You can't. No, because of draft pick compensation. 
Because you like Who cares. You need to have the draft pick compensation in order to sign them. You can't sign. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, but we don't need the draft picks if we have. Right. If we sign the guys we have now, mm-hmm. and we if we end up with ten guys under the age of 26, mm-hmm. and five of them are really good, we don't need the draft the next five years. No, that's fair. I mean, you have to keep those players, but I think we could sign one of Troy Terry, Zegris, Drysdale. I think of the Anaheim three, we could get one. And in my order of hierarchy would be Zegris, Drysdale, Terry. So let's sign Zegris. Let's sign Tanner, sign Tanner Janot. Mm-hmm. Let's allow three goals a game. Uh, but then score seven goals a game and win the freaking Stanley Cup. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, believe it or not, this list gets more out of hand, this compensation list. It gets way more out of hand. Oh, you weren't done. No. Oh, No, 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 no. Okay. $6.4 to 8.5. You are giving up a first, a second, and a third. I got two more after this. 8.5 to 10.7. Okay, but who's signing that to an offer sheet? I mean, the Flyers signed Shea Weber to that offer sheet like 15 years ago. Yeah, but the Flyers are stupid. I mean, they are, but the point is, is like, it has happened. Two firsts, a second, and a third, and then anything above 10.7, four first-round picks. That's not insignificant. That was, and like, to give you an idea of like, like, when Mitch Marner was a free agent, this was the driving conversation in hockey because he was a restricted free agent who ended up getting paid 10.7. And uh, we knew that there was some – there was there was writing on the wall that the Toronto 4 wasn't going to work, and, hey, what do you know, it hasn't. Uh, and there was a lot of rumors that the Marner camp specifically, I believe his dad played a big uh, role in the negotiations, was being – very uh hard-lined and the toronto fan base is very passionate passionate's the word i'm gonna go with it's a nice word for insane uh and like it was it was an ugly summer in toronto between fans the marner camp the maple leafs front office like it was a rough time all around yeah i remember yeah uh, so, to hit you really fast with the UFAs still on the market before we depart, because I hit you with the RFAs. So, this list is significantly older, and that's okay. Older as in, like, the players are older. Yeah. 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 Uh, we have Jonathan Taze, who might be retired. His agency took him off the list of available free agents, so a retirement announcement is expected soon, but might not come. You know how players are. Uh, Patrick Kane, who said that he is in no rush to sign with a team and he might wait until his injury is healed and he is ready to hit the ice before signing with the team. So it could be six months before we see who Kane is going to be wearing 88 for next year. Uh, You still have Vladimir Tarasenko, who I think is a match made in heaven for the Seattle Kraken. It will be up to them to make the call, but... I don't. I think for a team that's looking for a primary scorer, Tarasenko is a primary scorer who you could probably get for pretty cheap, given the last the drama surrounding him the last three years and his forced departure out of St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, Matt Dumba, heavily linked with Edmonton, 
and Seattle. That'd be good for Edmonton. It would be. There's also another team that he's linked to that I can't remember, and I remember reading this being like, wow, that would be really dumb. That makes no sense. It's a bad team that's got nothing going on for him. So it's got to be Arizona, I think. That's the only team I can think of that sucks real hard. Uh, Jesse Pugliarvi. Ooh. Former fourth overall pick. Never was able to put it together with McDavid. So a lot of people... He's not bad. I don't think it's a skill thing. I think it's a falling out of love with the sport thing and not being able to keep up with McDavid. Because we talked about last episode how, like, it's one thing to have a star player. It's another thing to find players that you can put on a line with that star player that can keep up and mesh. It just didn't work. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's a bad player. It just it wasn't a good fit. And then lastly, you have Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, still free agents, but let's be real, we're pretty sure we know where they're going. Yeah. Back to Boston. Boston. So, listen, I don't know what you think about RFA compensation and if it's worth it. I don't know. Barry Trotz is smart enough to make this a Stanley Cup team. I don't know what you're going to do next week with a weird podcast schedule. A weird podcast week. I don't know what to say. Fair enough. But <laughs> listen, I don't know about you, but uh, we're, we're just, just here so we don't get, get fined. fined.